Hey, Fidelity, can I get a second opinion on stocks in the Fidelity app? With Fidelity, it's easy to get an outside opinion from independent experts in a single score. And then? When you're ready, trade U.S. stocks and ETFs with no commissions. That's right. I am always right. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity account. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Good Tuesday morning. Voting begins overnight in New Hampshire. It is a pivotal day in the race for the White House. It's January the 23rd. Good morning. This is today. Make or break today's New Hampshire primary all but a must win for Nikki Haley, who goes on the attack overnight. If you've got a lie to win, you don't deserve to win. It's that simple. Donald Trump looking to seal the deal after just two contests. We're down to two people. And I think one person will be gone probably tomorrow. This morning, what's at stake and the mood of the voters as the first ballots are cast. Breaking overnight, extreme weather and emergency declared in San Diego. Record rain leading to widespread flooding. And this morning, a series of winter storms on the move. Al's got what we can expect. Escalating tensions, the U.S. launches a new round of strikes in Yemen, while Israel reels from a deadly attack on their forces in Gaza. 21 soldiers killed. Just ahead, what it could mean for a new plan to pause the war. Unprecedented jury selection set to begin in a high-profile case. Parents in Michigan charged in a school shooting committed by their son. Those parents sat in that room with the administrators and didn't tell them about the gun, didn't tell them about all the problems that this kid was having at home. We'll take you inside the first-of-its-kind trial. And wildest dreams. It's one of the most talked about moments of the NFL playoffs. A little girl getting a boost from Jason Kelsey to say hi to her hero, Taylor Swift. You're the best, Kelsey! And Ella is joining us in Studio 1A to tell us all about the moment she will never forget. Today, Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024. From NBC News. This is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Good morning. Good to see you. Welcome to Today. Thank you so much for joining us on this Tuesday. I think Ella willed that moment into existence, This she? little girl manifested. Yes, she she wanted to see Taylor Swift. Somehow she <laughs> ends up clear across the stadium yes. from where she was originally seated and in the arms of Jason Kelsey. <laughs> who gets the vote this morning for Man of the Year. No kidding. She's going to be here live with her mom. That's all all about that. But speaking of voting, let us start with the first primary in the 2024 race. It's already underway. Polls are open across New Hampshire this morning. We already have the first results by tradition. Yes, they are in. Uh, Nikki Haley swept all six votes in the small town of Dixville Notch, where they kept up the long-held tradition of casting ballots at the stroke of midnight. This Republican primary is now a two-person battle after Ron DeSantis has dropped out. The latest poll released just a short time ago shows Donald Trump with a commanding 22-point advantage over Haley. That is actually up three points from yesterday's tracking poll. We're going to have complete coverage both in New Hampshire and right here in Studio 1A. But let us start with NBC's Hallie Jackson in Bedford, New Hampshire. Hey, Hallie, good morning. 
Hey, Hoda, this is it. It is happening. Democracy in action with all of these early risers who have gotten up with these doors here opening literally in the last three minutes. People are turning out here for what is a critical and big day here in New Hampshire. We'll take you inside so you can see it here. The town clerk tells us that the undeclared voters in this particular precinct in Bedford have the edge as far as registration. And that's exactly the kind of voter that Nikki Haley is going to have to win in what's seen as her last best chance to try to take on Donald Trump. The first few ballots this morning officially tallied in New Hampshire. Tiny Dixville notch overnight with six voters unanimously backing former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley in a race now down to two candidates. Former President Trump hoping for a show of GOP force alongside former primary rivals Tim Scott, Doug Burgum and Vivek Ramaswamy. Ron DeSantis, not on stage, but he has an open invitation, according to a Trump campaign official, after DeSantis dropped out of the race Sunday and endorsed the former president, who's already looking ahead to the general election. You're going to put Crooked Joe and his protectors on notice that we are coming in November. New polling shows him leading Haley by 19 points here. So what does a good night look like? I don't know. I, you know what? I like wins. You know, I, I don't like when people say you're up by four thousand seven hundred and sixty two points. And then if you win by four thousand and seven hundred, they say it's a gross failure for Haley today. Pressure to prove she can stop or slow Mr. Trump's march to the GOP nomination in the one on one race her campaign has wanted. Haley making the case this is not a coronation with NBC's Ali Vitale. Why should we assume, oh, this time we have to have Biden and Trump? That's not fair to the American people. More people deserve to be able to vote. And I'm going to give them that option. Haley's campaigning with New Hampshire's popular Republican governor, Chris Sununu. To do well in this state, she'll have to win independents like Gary and Brenda Goodrow, both turned off by Mr. Trump. But Gary plans to vote for Chris Christie instead. I realize people tell me I'm wasting my vote, but I have to. I have to look at myself in the mirror. Brenda will write in President Biden's name, but new this morning, fallout over a robocall pretending to be from President Biden, urging people not to vote today. What a bunch of malarkey. That sounds like Joe Biden, but it's not, with the state's attorney general saying it appears to be artificially generated, calling it an attempt to suppress New Hampshire voters. The White House confirms that that call was indeed fake. As for the Republican race here, you can see it. Of course, the room is filling up in this precinct. The expectation that as many as 9,000 voters could end up here throughout the course of the day. It, as always, will come down to turnout. It's a political cliche for a reason. It matters who shows up and who they end up backing. We will see if those undeclared voters show up for Nikki Haley or if Donald Trump maintains what we're seeing so far, which is that big polling lead. Savannah. All right. Hallie Jackson at the polling place. They're voting early, but not often. Just once, Hallie. Thank you. Kristen Walker, moderator of Meet the Press, back from New Hampshire, is with us, along with NBC national political correspondent Steve Kornacki. Both of you, good morning. Good morning. They do a lot of tracking polls in New Hampshire. We've got one that's just in this morning. Who's got the momentum? Yeah, I mean, you can see, look, Donald Trump in this daily tracking poll. They've done this every day since the Iowa caucuses has hit 60 percent in the final one. This is NBC 10, Suffolk University, 60 for Trump, 38 for Haley. Uh, we've seen surprises in a few past New Hampshire primaries. Uh, but of this scale to come in down this margin and pull off a win, this would be a surprise for the ages if Haley is able to pull this out today. New Hampshire sometimes does surprise because of the large number of undeclared voters who can come in, not Democrat voters, but undeclared who want to say, I'll take a Republican ballot and then they can vote. 
Nikki Haley needs independence to come out in droves and go for her in a big, big way. Exactly. That is really the backbone of her strategy. And take a look now. If you take a look at the breakdown. We just showed you the poll. These are the Republicans. These are the registered Republicans. And look at that lead Trump has. 42 points over Nikki Haley. And then the independents. Haley actually 12 points ahead of Trump among independents. But the reality is this. Yes, independents make up a bigger share in New Hampshire than anywhere else. She's got to get that number 65 percent, 70 percent, something like this. And frankly, among Republicans, that number's too low. It's got to tick up closer to 30 points. It would take a gain of 20 here and a gain of about five here. That could put her in the game. It's a very tall order, but that's what it would take. She's got a big time run the table here in New Hampshire. And then what? Because the map is not getting any easier for her, even though the next primary about a month away is in her home state. Trump outpolls her there as well. You're absolutely right, Savannah. Look, this is the last stand for Nikki Haley. It's the last stand for the never Trumpers effectively as well. What would she need to do to go on to South Carolina? She would need to come in, I am told, with a single digit margin, Savannah. But look at these numbers that Steve just laid out. They're just staggering. And the momentum, she just doesn't have it heading into tonight. Do you think if she loses by a margin like that, a 20 plus, do you think she just gets out of the race or she tries to hang on? I think it's almost impossible to justify staying in the race if she loses and if she loses by that large of a margin. And Savannah, I was in New Hampshire. I was talking to her supporters. They feel frustrated because New Hampshire is the place of comebacks. Don't forget. Bill Clinton, John McCain. Hillary Clinton, they all came back in New Hampshire. What was the difference? If you talk to Nikki Haley's supporters, they say the difference is she has not been flooding the zone in the same way that those candidates have been. They want, She has been stepping it up in recent days. But in order to have the type of momentum to go into South Carolina, her home state, where, by the way, all of the top officials have endorsed Trump, she really needs a big, big showing. Well, this could go to both of you real quick, jump ball. If we have a general election essentially start tomorrow, Nikki Haley doesn't perform as she wants to. She gets out of the race. We're already here. Trump versus Biden. Who does that benefit? What do the numbers show you? What does your analysis show you? I would say that the Democrats have already started the general election. So if they can argue it begins in earnest, that could help them with momentum, with making the case that we need to start galvanizing now. Guess what's happening today? President Biden, the vice president, appearing in Virginia. They're holding an abortion rights rally, their first joint appearance of 2024, Savannah. So for them, the general election has started. Very quickly, before this, the earliest a general election ever started, 2004, (laughs) March 3rd, the Kerry-Bush matchup was set then. If this were to get set this week, by far, this would be the longest general election ever. Uh, and I feel like it. Can I we just be honest? Kristen, Steve, thank you so much. We're going to see you tonight during our special live coverage of the New Hampshire primary. Starts at 6 o'clock Eastern, streaming on NBC News Now. Hoda, over to you. All right, Savannah, thank you. Turning now to the severe weather in Southern California. San Diego's mayor declaring a state of emergency yesterday after days of heavy rain and widespread flooding. Check out this video. Several cars just getting swept away by those floodwaters. The area getting three months worth of rain in six hours. Morning commuters were hit with the worst of the storm, prompting dozens of rescues. And those floodwaters, of course, closing roads and some schools. And this morning, 
even new storm threats sweeping across the country. It's a good time to bring in Al to fi- figure out where this is all headed. Hey, Al. Hey, good morning, Hoda, and good morning to all of you. And you can see those storms now moving out of the southwest. Uh, we're going to be looking at heavy rain now making its way into parts of the southwest. And this is just the beginning. You can see right now ahead of that, we're looking at some icing conditions up through the upper Midwest, heavy storms and showers and thunderstorms getting together in the southwest. So we've got an active storm track. A series of storms are going to be coming out of the southwest. Add to that this massive plume of moisture coming up from the Caribbean and the Gulf and a parade of storms, one right after the other through the weekend. We're talking especially down through the lower Gulf and lower Mississippi River Valley, upwards of 10 inches of more of rain possible. In fact, we have a moderate flood risk stretching from central Texas all the way on up into Alabama because of all of this heavy rain in the area already soaked. To the north, we've got icing possible from Des Moines all the way to Augusta, Maine. We're going to be watching that very closely and a light dusting of snow from Milwaukee all the way to Boston. Guys. All right, Al, we'll check back. Thank you to the Middle East now, where the U.S. has expanded strikes against the Houthis, that Iran-backed group in Yemen responsible for ongoing attacks against commercial shipping in the Red Sea. And in Gaza, more than 20 Israeli soldiers have been killed in an attack there. NBC's Raf Sanchez joins us now with the latest from the region. Raf, good morning. Savannah, good morning. This was the biggest wave of strikes in Yemen in more than 10 days. It involved both U.S. and U.K. warplanes and cruise missiles. The question, though, will it actually be enough to stop Houthi attacks on commercial ships? U.S. Navy fighter jets leading a major new wave of joint American and British airstrikes against Iranian-backed Houthi militants in Yemen. The attacks targeting missiles, radar sites, and weapons depots, according to U.S. Central Command. It's the eighth time Western forces have struck in Yemen in response to months of Houthi attacks in the Red Sea, which are threatening to hold up global shipping. The U.S. and U.K. saying, we will not hesitate to defend lives and the free flow of commerce. But so far, the strikes failing to deter the Houthis who say their attacks will continue until the war in Gaza ends. That doesn't look likely anytime soon. Israel's military saying this morning it's encircled the city of Han Yunus, sending thousands of Palestinian civilians fleeing further south in hope of safety. But Israel also reeling from news 24 troops were killed in Gaza yesterday, its single bloodiest day of the war. Prime Minister Netanyahu saying, on behalf of our heroes, we will not stop fighting until total victory. But two Israeli officials tell NBC News they've offered Hamas a two-month pause in the fighting in exchange for the release of the remaining hostages. Families of those hostages storming a parliamentary committee yesterday, demanding action from their government. You will not sit here while our children die, this father shouts. Among the protesters, Gil Dickman, whose cousin Carmel is still a hostage. If you could speak to her now, what would you tell her? I'd say, Carmeli, I'm so sorry it took us such a long time. I really want this to end. We all want this to end, but we're coming for you. 
and every day just agony for those families. In terms of the negotiations, despite that new proposal from Israel, the two sides remain very far apart. Mediators in Qatar say they're doing what they can to try to close the gaps. Savannah. All right, Raf, thank you very much. 7.15. If you want some good news, we have some in the yes. economy, at least. Yeah. Hello, Savannah, good morning. Good morning to you as well. Wall Street entering the trading day on quite the high note. The Dow finished above 38,000 for the first time ever. Yesterday, the S&P also soaring to new heights, posting its second straight record high. And in a reflection of how Americans are feeling about the economy, consumer sentiment has risen to its highest level in years. Here to break it all down, including what it means for your bottom line, NBC's senior business correspondent, Christine Romans. Christine, good news. Good morning. Yeah, a noted vibe shift on the economy. For a long time, that it's the economy, stupid, was not uh, a good <laughs> a good question to be asking right now. But right now, people are feeling better. They're calling it like a Goldilocks economy, not too hot, not too cold, just right. A few things happening. Wages are growing faster than your grocery bill, and that's been happening for a few months, and people can notice that. Egg prices. Egg prices, while higher than we'd like, they're still lower than last year. Mm. Gas prices. Three dollars, maybe eight cents a gallon nationwide, but 20 some states have below three bucks a gallon. So there are things that people feel, including their 401ks, I think, um, that are starting to turn positive and people are feeling better about the economy. Still a, a couple of difficult spots. The yeah. housing market, not so great. Interest rates are, are they're going to be down to six percent, right? So if you see mortgage rates yeah. start to fall below 6%, that could be some relief in the housing market. The housing market is the only place in the economy that hasn't normalized yet, right? I mean, you still have low number of home sales. High, prices are still too high for first-time home buyers. Affordability is just awful there. So if you, for example, if you had a mortgage rate that would dip to, say, 5 and 3 quarter percent, that would mean a savings of just shy of 200 bucks a month on a new mortgage, that might be something that could help free up, free up some money later this year. Well, a lot of folks are saying, I don't, I'm going to stay put because I have this mm. lovely yeah. 3% mortgage. I can't get yep. that. So, I mean, are they hoping, is the Fed expected to cut interest rates and a lot of times mortgage rates follow? Exactly. So if the Fed starts cutting interest rates later this year, and reminder, the Fed was raising interest rates because of inflation, but the feeling is inflation, while still too high, is starting to come under control. And I think that's why you're seeing this notable vibe shift. You you talked about those consumer sentiment yeah. numbers. I haven't seen those numbers improve that quickly since the early 90s. Wow. That was wow. a very fast improvement. So there's something happening in the psyche that would the psyche that's been fragile for American yeah, consumers. Yeah. Okay. People are feeling a little bit better about things. Mm-hmm. We don't know how long it'll last. Yeah. I mean, gas prices mm-hmm. are a really big part of that. Um, but certainly mm-hmm. 401k values help there. You can peek at your 401k, America. You can look again. You can yeah, look again. 2022 yeah. is terrible. Yeah. But yeah. No, all of that has been made back. Open your eyes okay. and buy some eggs. <laughs> safe now. Okay. Thank you. you. Oh, my gosh. Icy travel as you get through the Great Lakes up into northern New England. That flood risk that we talked about down through Texas and the Gulf Coast. Milder highs through the plains. And we're finally starting to dry out in California, but a few showers up into the Pacific Northwest and some snow in the Intermountain region. And that's your latest weather. All right. Thank you. Coming up, should the parents of a school shooter be held accountable for their child's actions? That is the question at the heart of a high-profile trial getting underway in Michigan this morning. And we will have a live report from the courthouse. Also ahead, it's an early morning in Hollywood. This year's Oscar nominations being revealed. We'll have complete coverage as award season heats up. But first, this is Today on NBC. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed we didn't start the fire whether you hum it sing it it was billy joel's big number one hit that was back in 1989 Wow. His last number one hit. God. But could that be about to change? He just teased his first new single in nearly 20 years. Who else but Carson will have that and pop start coming up? Yeah. Forward to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to start this half hour, though, in Michigan. And today's start of a first of its kind trial. Yeah, two years after unprecedented charges were announced against the parents of the Oxford High School shooter, jury selection is getting underway in the mom's case. NBC's Adrian Broadus is at the courthouse in Oakland County. Hey, Adrian, good morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning to you. Yes, this is unprecedented. Parents of a school shooter on trial. James and Jennifer Crumbly each face four counts of involuntary manslaughter. This after their son, Ethan, killed four of his classmates here in Michigan back in 2021. That was at Oxford High School. But today, Ethan's mom, Jennifer, goes to trial. This morning, history unfolding in a Michigan courtroom. Jennifer Crumbly, the mother of convicted school shooter Ethan Crumbly, starts trial. Her husband, James Crumbly, also facing manslaughter charges, will be tried separately. In 2021, Ethan Crumbly opened fire at a suburban Michigan high school, killing four students and injuring several others. Prosecutors say he used a semi-automatic handgun purchased by his dad as an early Christmas gift days before the shooting. Crumbly, 15 at the time, posting online, quote, just got my new beauty today. The terror that he caused in the state of Michigan and in Oxford is a true act of terrorism. Prosecutors also say there were warning signs days before the shooting when a teacher saw Crumley searching for ammunition online. His parents allegedly dismissed calls from the school at the time. Authorities say Jennifer Crumley sent a text saying, quote, LOL, I'm not mad at you. You have to learn not to get caught. And the day of the attack, a teacher discovering hand-drawn images of a gun pointing at the words, quote, the thoughts won't stop. Help me. Then both parents were called to the school, but prosecutors say they declined a request to take Ethan home. Crumbly, who was charged as an adult, received a life sentence without parole last month. Victims testified at his sentencing in December. Justin told us he was in the bathroom with the shooter. The next text we got from him after was, quote unquote, I love you guys. Little did I know that would be my last text I ever received from Justin. But in newly revealed court documents, Crumbly is appealing the sentence, and his attorneys now say he will be advised to resist testifying in his parents' trials. Vin Johnson represents two students killed by Crumbly and others who escaped. Those parents sat in that room with the administrators and didn't tell them about the gun 
Didn't tell him about all the problems that this kid was having at home. Didn't tell them about any of this. He says these families believe Jennifer and James Crumbly should be held accountable. Meanwhile, we have not heard from the attorneys representing James and Jennifer Crumbly. A gag order filed back in 2022 presents or prevents them from speaking publicly. We also haven't heard from the lawyers representing Ethan Crumbly. Back to you guys. All right, Adrian. Thank you. Let's turn to NBC's senior legal correspondent, Laura Jarrett. Laura, good morning. It is extremely rare for parents to be charged for the conduct of a child, an older teenager like this. Why do you think prosecutors brought this case and what evidence do they have? Yeah, this is the first. We have never seen the parent charge in all the mass shootings, all the cases that we've covered. We have never seen this before. But it's not as if they're using some new law that was passed in order to get the parents. They're using just plain old involuntary manslaughter, which has been on the books for years. It's just an unintentional killing. So even if they didn't actually hand him the gun knowing he was going to do it, the idea is that they had the signs, all the warning signs were there, and that they were negligent and they ignored those signs. And we just saw all the text messages, all of which are going to come in at trial. It amounts to criminal negligence or recklessness that they're looking to prove here. Yeah, they are. And that's what they've charged both parents with. And we'll see the parents are being charged separately here, which could play into it. That's interesting. I was thinking about that. They didn't have a trial together. First the mom goes, then the dad goes. So what is the strategy there? Well, you would think the person who gets to go first gets to set the stage and tell their story. But if you think about it, the dad might be advantaged being going second because he gets to see exactly who, you know, might be on the jury, what the defenses are, what's going over well, what's not playing so well. So he might actually have an advantage in going second. Laura, what do we expect the defense's strategy to be here? I think their only hope is to say that they didn't know and that their son obviously committed these heinous crimes and that they had no idea how bad things were. Again, the problem is all the evidence on the other side for prosecutors here. All right, Laura, we'll be watching. First of its kind. Thank you. Still ahead here on a Tuesday morning, the wintertime struggle that's dividing the Internet and all of us parents of children of a certain age can relate to. When it's freezing and your kids want to wear shorts, What's a parent to do? We're going to dive into the the debate itself and also get some expert advice. But first, everyone is still talking about this moment. Remember from Sunday's Chiefs-Bills game? Eight-year-old Ella getting a lift from Jason Kelsey. She (laughs) met her idol, Taylor Swift. But look who's here. Ella is here, right next to us. And her mom, ready to share that fun and amazing story. Coming up (laughs) right after this. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.
We're back with a moment that everybody's talking about after Sunday night's playoff clash between Buffalo and Kansas City. Had nothing to do with the game. I was going to say, nothing to do with football. <laughs> While his brother Travis was scoring touchdowns to the Chiefs, Jason Kelsey was in the stands having the time of his life and then decided to spread the love. He spotted a young Bills fan with a sign for Taylor Swift, and he decided to lift her up to show it to the pop superstar herself. Well, that little sweet girl is Ella Piazza. She's here with her mom, Jessica. Guys, good morning. Morning. Okay, so Ella, let's back it up, okay, for a second. You went to the football game, but you were not seated anywhere near Taylor. You were on the other side. Yeah. So what happened? How did you get over there? How did you get close? Um, her friend's brother yeah. was, like, directly in front of Taylor. Yeah. So um, for halftime, we, like, switched seats. Wow. That's a good friend. Good friend. Did you think you were going to see her? Um, yeah. I heard, Ella, that actually last week you told all your friends, I'm going to meet Taylor yeah. Swift at the game. Yeah. You knew. Yeah. Why did you think that? Because um, I was thinking positive, but some of my friends weren't that positive. They said, no, you won't. There's so many people. Okay, so you make the best sign ever, which we have right here. Yes. Buffalo Bills plus Taylor Swift, best first game ever. So cute. I love all the glitter that you did. So you made that. And then then what happened? Tell us what happened next. Um, And then... Jason um, went out of the suite, um, also got the girl next to us, and then um, came came over here, and then he picked me up, and then I saw Taylor. What was it like (laughs) when you saw Taylor in real life? It was like... (laughs) Did you know that was um, Travis's boyfriend's brother, Jason Kelsey? Did you know who that was? Or was it just like some random guy with no Um, shirt on? (laughs) I knew who he was, but I couldn't really recognize him. Mom, this had to be in slow motion for you. I mean, you bring your daughter. She says she wants to see Taylor. You're probably like, I hope so, but we don't know, honey. What was it like for you being able to witness that moment? It was amazing. Yeah, she came down and was, it was like the happiest I've ever seen her. She was like crying just of happiness. It was, it was so cool. So when Jason lifted her up, because <laughs> yes. that was a moment that everybody saw. Did what, you know it was Jason? <laughs> yes, like, I did. Yes, yes. He had already come out before yeah. that, and then we we had he had gone back in. Um, so I did know it was Jason. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow, what a moment! But when Great. he lifted her up, I was he was so kind to her, and it was I was just so thankful that he gave her the chance to see Taylor because she was she was standing up there at the top of the bleachers with her sign, just mm. waiting and hoping, and so brave. She claimed, climbed all the way to the top and well, he's a girl dad he's good people yes. he knows what to do yeah. so when did you realize that this blew up and was like a yeah. huge viral moment <laughs> people started texting me yesterday morning and yeah it um i didn't even have like tiktok downloaded and so <laughs> i downloaded it and uh i saw that it was like millions of views Ella, wow, what are your crazy. what are your have you had a chance to talk to your friends yet what are they um, saying no, I only talked to one friend. Um, her name is Ryan Conroe. Yeah. And Hi, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> and what'd she say? Um, she said that it was really amazing. 
Oh, you're an amazing kid. I love how you knew it was going to happen. You believed and it did happen. Yeah. And that's going to happen over and over in your life. You're going to believe something's going to happen and it's going to happen. That's what's going to be. Dreams All right. Come true, Ella. I'm so happy go, for you. Ella. Thank you, Jessica, <laughs> for coming here. So what a whirlwind. Sweet. Thanks for sharing it with <laughs> Thank us. Thank you so much. All right, Al, over to you. Oh, that is special. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Hey, you know, we, we get some video in here from uh, far away sometimes. Marshall Islands, for example, there are a lot of uh, U.S. naval and U.S. military installations, including on the island of Majuro. Take a look at this video. They had massive waves because of cyclonic action here. And you can see what happened. Boom, this comes into one of their rec centers. Look at how this water just comes rushing in. Thank, thankfully, nobody injured. But my gosh, that is just crazy video there from the Marshall Islands. And we salute everybody for their service and their swimming because that was rough. Right now, we've got a warm-up coming up. The January thaw is getting set up as that high pressure pumps up warmer conditions. Uh, we're looking at Roanoke, about six, eight degrees above average. Nashville, you're going to be at 53, a little warmer than average as well. Tomorrow, that heat continues. Cincinnati, Chicago. Chicago, Tallahassee, Houston, all above average. And then as we get into the latter part of the week, it was nice while it lasted, but then temperatures start to cool down. Chicago in the low 40s. Richmond, you'll be back down to 60 after a high of 71 on Friday. And that's your Ella forecast. Uh, Ella. We almost forgot. Ella, do you yeah. want to trade friendship bracelets? We've got some We've today We've got a couple ones today for ones for you. Did you make these? What are those? Oh, that, oh Reputation. I love Reputation. Oh, Thank sweet. you. Thank you, Ella. Thank you, Ella. These are today's show bracelets. (laughs) Mom will get you one, too. Yes, exactly. And one for Grandma. Grandma. (laughs) One for Grandma. New York. Thank you guys so much. Oh. Oh. oh, thank you, Ella. Oh, oh that's beautiful. Oh, that's a good one. There you go. Thank you. You guys, right. coming up, a divide for the ages when it comes to watching TV. You might be surprised at who actually prefers to watch with subtitles. Coming up on Popstar, we've got a very special guest, as I mentioned yesterday, joining us live from Popstar, the one and only Dolly Parton, wow. who just turned 78, is now already adding something cool to her resume. As you know, her resume already consists of American treasure and rock and roll of yes we'll tell you what else she's gonna add to it whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style and you'll find the best mattress for you at ashley the new temper adapt collection at ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body conforming technology making every sleep tailored to be your best the collection also features cool to the touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners pets or kids Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.